It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers every, well, not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because we are in off-season mode, but typically Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but you're getting an episode on Thursday with the holiday on Monday, didn't do an episode, so we had one on Tuesday, took a break on Wednesday, having one today on Thursday, then you'll get the weekly Friday mailbag that we're going to be doing throughout the off-season on Friday afternoon, which is why I tell you guys, again, to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, on Odyssey, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts so you can find every podcast throughout the month of June and July as we are in off-season mode. We're only going to have three shows a week. Only three shows unless something crazy happens, then I might do an extra show or so, but right now we're only doing three shows a week throughout the summer months, so to be able to stay tuned and locked in on Locked on Panthers, hosted by me, Julian Council, make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where, of course, I'll be tweeting out the podcast, and where you can send me in your questions every week for the weekly Friday mailbag on Fridays, because, of course, you know, weekly Friday mailbag, obviously on Fridays. So follow me on Twitter at Julian Council where you can DM me and send me your questions starting right now as I'm going to need your participation for Friday. Um, on today's episode, we heard last week from Matt Rule, Christian McCaffrey, and Sam Darnold. On Wednesday afternoon, Matt Rule also spoke to the media again. We also heard from Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, Ian Thomas, DJ Moore. We'll hear from those guys and some of my takeaways from what they had to say after OTA. So that's what's coming up here on today's episode of Locked on Panthers. Let's go ahead and start off with the head coach himself, Matt Rule, who I think is pretty excited. The fact that last year he didn't get the opportunity, as we talked about, to be able to coach these guys in person with OTAs. Everything was so virtual for him with the COVID pandemic going on and it's being his first year. Not great circumstances, but he talked about the importance of having so many guys at OTAs right now and the overall turnout. Everyone on the team, it's a personal, it's voluntary to be here. And the guys that are here, we're going to coach them. And, you know, we love everybody that's on the team. So um, the guys that are here, just going to keep working with them. And uh, the guys that aren't here, we'll work with them at training camp. Do you expect Robbie to be at the training camp? Yeah, I don't. I have even. I have no reason to think otherwise. I mean, Robbie Anderson. He's one of the guys who's not there. Daquan Jones also was not there. Eighty-eight of the ninety players showed up to OTAs, which is extremely great when it comes to turnout. Especially when we look at the rest of the NFL, where the NFLPA has told a lot of players to stay away from the organized team activities so far this offseason. The Panthers have a ton of guys there, and Matt Rule's not necessarily too concerned about some guys who miss time just based off of other things going on in life. Yeah, a lot of guys are dealing with different things, you know, they're dealing with like either, you know, personally or business-wise or family-wise or all that. So um, you guys know I try to do a good job of not divulging people's stuff that they have going on. But, um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, like we had, I think, you know, one day we might have two more, two lefts. I mean, 
you know, but we're always, you know, we've got a lot of guys here. So come mandatory minicamp, expect Robbie Anderson to be back, expect Daquan Jones to be back, and anyone who's healthy to be there for the Carolina Panthers, as, of course, it's mandatory and there's a fine that goes with it. We'll be interested to see how things play out for the rest of the NFL and those organizations and teams where the NFLPA told them to stay away. But that's not a situation that we have here in Carolina, so we're not worried about that at all. Now, we are a little... I'm not going to say concerned, but we're interested to see how things play out this year with Jeremy Chin moving over to safety at a full-time rate, so to say. Probably not going to be full-time, as he did play about 30% of his snaps last year at safety with Trey Boston, now no longer on the roster, post-June 1st cut that he was. He's now a free agent. The Carolina Panthers are going to be relying on Jeremy Chin to be their safety back there, opposite of Justin Burris this season. Matt Rule talked about Jeremy Chin moving back to safety. I mean, he's just a good player. So I think wherever you put him, you know, I mean, he's obviously he would be a big safety. You know, he can cover tight ends. He can uh, go fit the run. You know, um, you know, it's rare to have a guy that big at that size and that that, that intelligence level. But it's really hard right now because he's so limited in terms of what he's doing. But, um, um, you know, he's to me, he's like I said before, he's one of those guys who can fill a lot of different roles for us. And you get guys like him and Shaq and a bunch more. It just it just uh, diversifies what you can do. Is it a definite thing or something you can strongly consider, and where is it back? I mean, well, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, you might do it, and then all of a sudden get to camp, and he's not comfortable there, right? So it's it's hard to move someone in with, without um, seeing them, you know, seeing them play. And, and like I said, he played – if you go back to some games last year, he played 30, 30 40 snaps at safety. So uh, it's just kind of, you know, since since we're in the offseason, since he can't do it, just uh, he's meeting a little bit more on the safety part because he's already done the linebacker. While we're going to look at him as a safety, I don't think there's ever going to be a day here with the Carolina Panthers, at least early in his career, where Jeremy Chin is going to just be a linebacker or a safety. Last year, he's primarily a linebacker. This year, I think he's primarily going to be a safety. But I think moving forward, depending on what the needs are, expect him to play a pretty hybrid role. And that's what the Carolina Panthers really talked about, whether it's been on the offensive line, whether it's been defensively, especially with Jeremy Chin last year. That positional flexibility is something that this team really values, and Jeremy Chin is that Swiss Army knife, that master of none that they love. And he was fantastic last year, having over 100 tackles at linebacker, being undersized. Now he moves back at safety as a big safety. I think he has a really great future for the Carolina Panthers back there. And his longevity, as Phil Snow said, the defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, is going to pretty much depend on how effective he is at safety, just seeing that he is undersized and linebacker probably can't take those hits for a sustained sustained period of time. But he's going to be a very good safety, hopefully, here in Carolina for a long time. Now, someone we're not quite sure is going to be here in Carolina much longer past the season is Ian Thomas, who Matt Rule is actually heaping a lot of praise on the tremendous offseason that he's having thus far. Ian has had a tremendous offseason. Let me say that first. Like He, he looks... He looks explosive. He looks athletic. He looks like if you're talking about a guy that's really had a good offseason, I would say it would be Ian, uh, Ian Thomas. And uh, he's more comfortable with what he's doing. Um, you know, Dan Arnold obviously brings a receiving threat to us. Uh, Tommy, we're excited to see what he can do. Um, so for me, it's it's um, it, it's hard to say exactly you know what we'll see until we get him in pads. But I think we have a group that can get open, that can catch the football, that can also block. And, um, you know, obviously we'd like them to be a little bit more of a presence in the passing game um, than it was last year, especially, you know, since losing Curtis, you know, um, you know, hope, hopefully someone that can help in the middle of the field would be would be great. Those are uh, some pretty nice words by Ian Thomas. Matt Rule will even have more to say about Thomas and the overall tight end group also at following OTAs on Wednesday. I would say this, to be quite honest. I think I said that to you guys a couple times. And sometimes things sound like coach speak, I know. But, like, you know, like we're, we're getting a chance. Like, you know, he catches – 40 or 50 balls every day 
from us. And so he has a chance every every rep to have Ange be out there. So, you know, Coach Angelico, like, do this. And so I just think for Ian, you know, coming from one system into another system last year, he he was just kind of eating it, you know, taking it as it, as it came. And now he has a chance to really, really, really um, delve into the details of what we do. So I think this is the most important thing for him because I think it just, for him it's just about having a feel for, you know, what we're asking him. Now, we all know the running joke here in Carolina is anytime Matt Rule says something nice about a player that they are likely on their way out. I felt like that was going to be the case with Ian Thomas prior to some of the recent reporting I've seen from Joe Person. Um, you could take what Matt Rule just said there and make you think that he's probably going to be on the roster. Dan Arnold, I assume, was probably going to be on the roster considering that they just paid him, what, two years, $6 million. We have to really get to see an inside look at the conversation that his agent and Samir Suleiman, the Panthers cap expert, had, uh, which was kind of one of the things that they cut out of last week's Panthers Confidential. But really cool insight on just how that contract negotiating went down. Uh, but also, you're going to have Tommy Trimble, who they just drafted, so he's going to make the roster, probably going to be more primarily a blocking tight end this year. And there seems to still be a role for Ian Thomas. But will there be a role for him past this season? That is to be determined. We'll hear from Ian Thomas in just a moment as well. Now, there's also an update at left tackle, the position you guys know I'm obsessed about and whether the Carolina Panthers are going to finally figure something out. I don't think they've drafted a future left tackle in this draft. I know Brady Christensen, as we found on Panthers Confidential, was, of course, drafted in the third round. But he was also graded as a third-round tackle by the Panthers, but graded as a second-round guard. And he adds that positional flexibility. Matt Rule's already gone out there and said he could see him playing all four positions on the offensive line outside of center. And they haven't even given an opportunity to snap the ball. So maybe Brady Christensen could also play center. But will he be the long-term left tackle option? I'm not quite sure. Matt Rule addressed the position after OTAs on Wednesday. You know, Cam Murray's a guy that we really like his traits, his physical ability. And I'm glad that he's here right now because he's getting a lot of work. Um, Dennis Daly's a guy we know can do both. Uh, Greg Little, so... There's a lot of guys that we feel good about. Trent Scott's in red right now, but we know he can swing both sides. So um, we're happy with we're happy with where we are. We just have to get the pads and preseason games and just see you know who exactly you know let them go compete it out and see who beats be who. This is going to be something settled until maybe the second or third preseason game. Like off, we're not going to figure out who the left tackle is until then. Like whoever's starting the first preseason game, I'm not even going to say that's a starter. The second one, maybe can't even say that then. But the third one, that's when we're going to really know. Who's going to be the starter at left tackle going into week one against the New York Jets? And I'm assuming right now it's probably going to be Trent Scott. But as Matt Rule kind of talked about, Cam Irving might be a guy that they like there. He's a former first-rounder. And kind of like Sam Darnold, they're looking to save him and put him in this offensive situation to where maybe he might be able to find success. So Robbie Anderson, he's not there um, at OTAs. Terrace Marshall is, but he currently is not participating wearing a red jersey based off of the injuries that he had so from LSU. Matt Rule talked about the plan that they have for Terrace Marshall and when to expect him on the field. I mean, Terrace, pro- I mean, you know, we, we, we had a really clear plan with Terrace. Like, um, we want to get him, we want to get him super healthy. And when I say super healthy, like, sometimes, like, you're, you're cleared, but, you know, um, as our guys do the diagnostics, they say, like, hey, if we, you know, this could get hurt eventually. So we're, we, we came in with a plan to just get him ready for training camp. Um, he's doing a good job in the meetings. He, you know, he's still out here for walkthroughs and things like that. But we are just kind of like we're doing with Chin and those guys, just getting, getting him as healthy as possible. You know, he had a couple injuries in college, and so um, we want to make sure he's whole before we start the season. So right there, don't expect to see Terrace Marshall until we get to Spartanburg. And hopefully he's healthy then. But the rest of OTA is mandatory minicamp in the middle of June. Don't expect to see him then. 
Hopefully he can stay healthy, continue to rehab all the way until July 27th when they head to Spartanburg, South Carolina at Wofford College to be for Panthers training camp in 2021. That's the first time we'll probably see Terrace Marshall actually running routes and being an active participant for the Carolina Panthers. Okay, that's what Matt Rule had to say about the Panthers following OTAs on Wednesday afternoon. We're going to hear from DJ Moore and Ian Thomas in just a moment. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. So we heard from the head ball coach himself once again, Matt Rule. What about DJ Moore, who is one of the interesting figures for the Carolina Panthers? Just had his fifth year option picked up not too long ago at the beginning of last month. Uh, what the, before the draft, which actually kind of strung up a little bit of drama since they decided not to pick up Sam Darnold's option, which of course we did find out later they were just using that to try and commit the team to move up. The Vikings wanted to, as we saw in Panthers Confidential, they weren't offering nearly enough to get the number eight overall pick and for the Panthers to move off of drafting J.C. Horn and Justin Fields, who they were never interested in, according to Panthers Confidential. But DJ Moore. He's wide receiver one, back-to-back 1,000-yard receiving seasons with the likes of a broken Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, um, Will Greer, P.J. Walker, and Teddy Bridgewater throwing to him. He's been able to put up those numbers. He uh, talked about the importance of being at OTAs this season for a young team in the NFL. Because we're one of the youngest teams in the league. So when I was talking to some of the other uh Leaders like the older players on the team, they was like, since we're so young, we might as well just go ahead and go in and uh, get it down and uh, get it done with the rest of the team, uh, not be all separated throughout the country. You know, people, we got people that's out, but still, they still in constant communication with us. So it's all good. And we just happy to be here. So it was never much of a conversation to kind of miss this time that wasn't really much of the dialogue? Uh, no, we had, a, uh, we had multiple discussions leading up to this, but... Nobody was ever, ever against it, like, not going in. And as noted, Robbie Anderson, he's not here at OTAs currently. He's chilling, I think, down to Miami. But DJ's not worried about Robbie Anderson missing out on OTAs. Uh, I'm not concerned about it. Um, we talk every day. Uh, I try to keep him in the loop. Uh, he, I know he's working hard. Like, everybody on his team know he's working hard down where, where he stay at. So, whatever he's doing is whatever he's doing. Like, he's getting better. We want him here. I would love him here because that's my, that's my boy. But I know he's working hard, so I'm cool with it. 
And as I mentioned a few minutes ago, DJ Moore has had to work with Cam Newton on his last leg, or at least his last shoulder and, you know, a bum foot here in Carolina. And who knows what Cam Newton would look like last year here in Carolina or in New England had he not gotten sick, but still, we'll never know. But he, he's had to deal with Cam Newton not being healthy. He's had to deal with Kyle Allen, who looked good for a little bit there. But the defense and really having Christian McCaffrey, who had a 1,000-yard receiving and rushing season, made him look a lot better than he truly was as he turned into a turnover machine at the end of the season. Will Greer had an ill-fated start in Indianapolis against the Colts when he was not ready with uh, interim head coach Perry Fuel there. We had to see what Will Greer had. Well, we found out right then and there he didn't have much to offer at that point in time in his career. Last season, it was Teddy Bridgewater. And we also had a P.J. Walker start. And P.J. Walker come in in Week 17 in New Orleans, against New Orleans, when Teddy Bridgewater was benched. He's yet to have continuity at the quarterback position. And he was asked about that in now having a new quarterback in Sam Darnold and the importance of trying to get continuity in the offseason and potentially having a franchise quarterback of the future with Sam Darnold. Like, you never know who's who going to go down. So you can never just be stuck on one person because if you just get stuck on that one person, you, you're going to blank out the rest of the people that's on the team. And when it's their turn to sign, it's like, all right, now you got to relearn everything with them. So I don't really look at it like that. Like, I practice with all the quarterbacks. Uh, like, I did with Will this offseason. I did with PJ and then Sam came. We all, all got all types of connections with all three of them. So whoever go in, I'm cool with and DJ downplayed that. He he did pause before I cut that out, but he paused just saying, let me figure out how to kind of say this to you. He, I feel like for a wide receiver entering year, year four, who just is going to be owed $11.1 million in 2022 and is going to be looking to potentially sign an extension here in Carolina, you have to imagine that he's hoping to finally have a franchise quarterback. It hasn't affected him up to this point. Well, you have to think about it. Guys who have franchise quarterbacks they typically get more coverage because when you play a good quarterback, you also get a lot of exposure. Like Devontae Adams became great because, of course, he has Aaron Rodgers. Now, DJ Moore's been able to do with the guys I've talked about, so he should already be getting a lot of praise. But right now, the only praise you really see national media-wise when it comes to the Panthers, especially on the offense, is Christian McCaffrey. And there's talk of what Sam Darnold might do here, but still, it's a relative unknown. But having that that franchise quarterback can only elevate DJ Moore and get him to the level of receivers that he wants to be at. And he's going to only be held back. And it hasn't really held him back that much, but he's been able to put up good numbers. Just imagine the numbers he could put up when he actually has a franchise quarterback. So I know he does, he wants to downplay it, but I have to imagine he's hoping that Sam Darnold is finally going to be the answer, even if he works out with P.J. Walker and Will Greer. He has to want Sam Darnold to finally work out here for the Carolina Panthers. Now, Ian Thomas... He's one of those guys who were trying to figure out whether he's going to work out here in his fourth season, came in with DJ Moore, but as a non-first-round pick, there was no fifth-year option to take, and I don't think the Panthers would have picked it up anyway. Um, so now we're wondering what Ian Thomas might do here in year two of Matt Rule. He talked about benefiting from being in person versus virtual workouts last year in 2020. Uh, it wasn't really on the fly, but just I think um, doing it in person rather than virtual um was a big step for me because uh virtually was I just wasn't really feeling it at the time well not at the time but just I guess staying uh in tune with being locked in through a computer or through an iPad and uh getting them reps and um I guess learning the little things of the offense was was really off to me last year and this year it was a lot easier because I can actually hear it um through someone face to face and actually talk through it on the field so that was a big difference 
Ian Thomas also went on to talk about all the areas in which he needs to improve in 2021 in order for him to be a Carolina Panther. Um, everything. Um, each year you want to improve on, I guess, things that you didn't think you were good enough at or things that you did well. So just to keep up on your game. But um, I try to keep up with everything, to be honest. So in my offseason, I, I go through the basic things every time. So lifting, running, stretching, um, a bunch of small things and like uh keeping my body right so yeah thomas talked about just being more in tune with the coaches in person than he was virtually last season which i think kind of led to the struggles that he had in 2020 he spoke about the struggles that he had last season well first i thought i had to do more myself was um one of the things i thought um but i mean i i can't really put anything on any anybody else or anything else i can't really point out anything it's just um I would have to say that I have to get myself better to perform better. So, and do you do you feel like a major difference this off season? Like, you know, obviously Coach Will brought it up to us today, but like, have you really noticed that within yourself? Uh, I feel a lot more faster, but I mean, I do the same things every off season, but um, I try to do everything a hundred percent and at the top of the line. So, with my trainer and I put together a plan and. We just hammered it out through the offseason. It's obviously a big year for Ian Thomas. I wouldn't bet on him being a Carolina Panther past 2021, but we will see. Uh, with Dan Arnold now here and Tommy Trimble, of course, who they drafted. I'm not sure what their plans would be next draft. There's a long time to go between then and there. We need to see a lot of things happen, um, in particular the 17-game season the Carolina Panthers have coming up here in 2021. I just would not bet on Ian Thomas being on the roster, at least in 2022. This year, it seems from the praise he's gotten from Matt Rule, and we talked about it, when someone gets praised, it typically means they're on the way out. But from the praise and from the reporting I've seen, it seems that Ian Thomas will be a Carolina Panther in 2021, but will he be one in 2022 to be determined? Now, two guys who are absolutely going to be Carolina Panthers in 2022 and beyond are Brian Burns and Jeremy Chin. They also spoke to the media after OTAs on Wednesday. Going to hear from those guys in just a moment. You guys know I've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? Built Bar has something for everybody, including these nine flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel flavors that I love. Again, there's something for everyone, and you're going to have to try it out. And the cool thing about Built Bar is you can get a mixed box. You don't just have to get a box of just coconut. You can get a box of coconut and mint brownie or you can do peanut butter brownie and salted caramel that's the great thing about built bar they're 100 covered in chocolate they're soft and easy to chew and most flavors have only 17 grams of protein only 130 calories only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs built bars are healthy go to builtbar.com right now and use promo code lock 15 you'll get 15 percent off your first order use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
I don't think there's a player more excited to see play for the Carolina Panthers in 2021 than Brian Burns. And I don't think there's anyone more excited to get to the season than Brian Burns if after you listen to him talk after Wednesday OTAs. The guy was fired up, and he's also very fired up to play opposite of Hassan Reddick this season. He was asked about that and how that might benefit him. It's going to help me a lot. I mean, he's going to take up a lot of attention, but we got a bunch of guys that's going to help me out. Um I mean, I, can, I the list goes on. You know who's on the, who's on the squad, but um, yeah, they brought in a lot of guys to help me out. We got a lot of pieces. I, I feel like we kind of complete now, to be honest. Brian Burns feels like this defense is complete. I'm not sure if they're complete. I'm still a little concerned at safety. Still need to see more at the pass rush outside of him. And of course, got to find out whether Hassan Reddick was real. But he's very excited about a lot of the defensive additions, and he talked more about that also. Um, because I mean, one, he's gonna make me. I think he's gonna make me go even harder because uh, it's gonna be a little competition now in the room to get the second fastest, and also he's just gonna take a lot of attention off of me, you know, with the uh, O line and everything. So they they just can't slide to my side or anything like that. They're gonna have to pick their poison, and then um. We got Daquan Jones in the inside. Derrick Brown's coming along pretty good. Morgan Fox, um, Boye, all these guys are going to help me out in the coverage and in the uh, pressure stamp um, instance. And I've told y'all that for this defense, like I think they have a really good chance to be really good this year. Based off of what I saw towards the end of last season, I brought up the way they shut out the Detroit Lions, how they played in the second half that Saturday night game against the Green Bay Packers, how they played on the road beating the Washington football team in a game that you guys are upset about. But still, they really took strides. And seeing a young team take those strides in the opposite, in the later part of the season, the latter part of the season, that was important to me. Brian Burns was asked about the takeaways he got from the defense improving towards the end of the last season. We had a lot of rookies. We had we had a lot of rookies that needed to step up, and um, they came. They came. You know, they got better each and every week. So towards the end of the season, everything kind of came along. You feel me? But going into this this season is going to be their second year. They don't. They got. The first season under their belt, so they should, you know, have their feet wet. They should be fine now. So I feel like we all, we we up and running now. I don't feel like a lot of things can stop us this, this year. He says they're up and running now, and I I want to believe him. And I think that he's right in a sense that, yes, they have the pieces to be a very good team. They're still young. Still need to see how Jeremy Chin transitions back to safety. You're going to hear from him in just a moment. But, man, I really, really like what this team has. And I like the fact that he is willing to embrace a leadership role coming up this season. He talked about that also on Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, towards the end of the season last year, I had to grow up. Um, you know, even though it was my second year and uh, I had, like, limited snaps my first year. But I had to grow up because I had a, basically a defense almost full of rookies. Um, I don't know, I think it's like six or seven rookies playing at a time. So, I had to grow up and then kind of show them the ropes. And uh, going into this this year, like, I definitely got to have that leadership role because now we have even more rookies. But that's something that I'm going to embrace and I want to, you know, take part of. So I'm going to do it. Like, it's time for Brian Burns to be a leader of this defense. Shaq Thompson, naturally, of course, will be a leader for the Carolina Panthers. You'll get leadership from Dante Jackson and some of the older veterans who are coming into the roster, like an A.J. Boya. You're going to get veteran leadership from them. But some of the younger guys, like Burns in his third year, who I think has the opportunity to be one of those cornerstone defensive players that the Carolina Panthers have had in years past. I'm not saying he's going to be Julius Peppers. I'm not even going to say he's going to be part of the Hall of Honor one day. But he has an opportunity to be one of the better Carolina Panthers. I'm not saying he's going to be TD. I'm not saying he's going to be Luke Keekley. 
But this is kind of Brian Burns' time to really be that defensive stalwart for the Carolina Panthers. And I think he has all the talent in the world to be that and to also be the leader of this defense for the foreseeable future. And he talked just about the front office also investing in his defense and how defenses win championships. I mean, you know, there's a lot of saying, go defense wins championships. So I feel like they're putting a lot of, you know, a lot of emphasis on it and uh, bringing guys in like Horn and Chin and Brown and me and myself, you feel me? Um, I feel like that's the start. That's how you're going to get to it. And uh, hopefully we can put on a, a show this year with this defense that we have. I'm excited. Yeah, if you can't tell. He's excited. So should you be excited about what the Carolina Panthers and particularly Brian Burns can do in 2021 on defense. Now, I'm excited to see how things are going to work out with Jeremy Chin moving back to safety. Jeremy Chin also spoke to the media Wednesday afternoon, and he talked about his move back to safety. You know, I, did, I really didn't ask many questions. You know, I'm going to play wherever I'm needed most in the defense. Um, safety is a position I played in college. Um, you know, you saw the positions I played last year, just kind of moved around. So wherever I'm needed on the defense, that's where I'm more than happy to play. Jeremy Chin's just kind of ho-hum. He's like, you know, I'll go wherever they want me to play. I'm just here to play football. If i got to play linebacker, I'll play linebacker. i got to play safety, I'll play safety. It does not matter to me. He doesn't have a preference at all, and I'm cool with that. I'm very excited to see how he plays back there. Um, being a bigger safety after being an undersized linebacker last season. Matt Rule, I think he's excited to see what the, how he's going to fit in. And again, his longevity probably is going to be based off of how effective he is back there at safety. Now, he has expectations of himself. He also talked about the expectations that he has for the Carolina Panthers defense in 2021. Yeah, I envision us taking you know big strides compared to last year. Uh, last year, just being you know everybody's first first time in the defense. Um, you know, we, we had a lot of young guys take a lot of reps, so uh, experience in that way. Uh, we also brought in some more pieces. So, um, you know, I think we have a lot of things that, and everything really that we need here as a defense. There's a chance by the end of next season that they could be a top 10 defense. I'm, I'm not saying that's my expectation. Just looking at who they've added, how they played towards them last season, it's really hard not to expect that team to be playing as one of the better defenses in the NFL once we get to November and December and, of course, early January. And then hopefully later on in January if they can make the, the playoffs um, next season. Other notes before I wrap up the show, Tommy Stevens was cut on Tuesday. There was the whole deal last year where the Saints were trying to draft Tommy Stevens and all that kind of stuff, and the Panthers got ahead of it, or at least they were trying to sign him as an undrafted free agent. The Panthers got ahead of it. They brought him in last year. He was kind of be like a Taysom Hill role potentially here in Carolina, which I hated the idea, just seeing how Taysom Hill was taking the ball out of the hands, at least Sean Payton was taking the ball out of the hands of a future Hall of Famer in Drew Brees and giving it to Taysom Hill. I never understood that. I did not want to see that here in Carolina when you have Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, now Terrace Marshall, why you would want to take the ball out of the hands of those guys and give it to Tommy Stevens. So I was never a fan of that. Now Matt Rule did talk about when they let him go that they're using this opportunity to see a lot of players. And I would imagine that there's still a possibility that Taysom Hill is here for training camp in Spartanburg. Just because he's not on the roster right now does not mean that he won't be on the roster once we get to Spartanburg in late July. I hope not in terms of him being on a 53-man roster. Best of luck to him. I just have no interest in watching a player play a Taysom Hill role here in the Carolina Panthers offense. Okay, so that wraps up another edition of Locked On Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by me, Julian Council. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, as I'm going to need your participation right now with our weekly Friday mailbag. Again, guys, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, typically when you're going to see podcasts here throughout the month of June as we are in off-season mode here on Locked on Panthers. Again, appreciate your support. You guys have been awesome. I will talk to you guys on Friday, and I look forward to answering your questions.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.